going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Does anybody else have a WrestleMania hangover? I think that's exactly what I have right now. And so, yes, what does that look like? It looks like me being tired, a wee bit fatigued, but also wildly excited about what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Yes, I've officially coined that as a WrestleMania hangover, and we're going to drink it in, family. We're going to drink it in. Shout out to everybody who joins us by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. As always, guys, thank you so much for supporting our podcast. Wherever you're joining us, we appreciate it. If you are not subscribed, just click the subscribe button, and uh, certainly we'll be glad to have you along for the ride. By doing so, there's a few things that happen. One of them is you don't have to wait for our social media notifications to know when a new episode is live. You'll automatically get the notification there. Plus, if you would be kind enough to rate us and leave a comment there wherever you're subscribed to us, we would greatly appreciate it. It would allow more eyes and ears to see and hear and experience what we're doing. And listen, there is enough of us to go around. Trust me with that. So with that said, I did coin the phrase WrestleMania hangover. It's absolutely what we have uh, after an incredible week, a full week of action, certainly from Raw to the Hall of Fame, two nights of NXT TakeOver, WrestleMania SmackDown, WrestleMania Saturday, and WrestleMania Sunday. A whole lot to unpack here. Good thing for us is we've already kind of unpacked the NXT situation, which is really exciting to talk about. And so now we can unpack some of these other things. And what I'm also going to do if you guys are totally cool with it, is I'm going to also have some hot takes on some of these things because some of these things, quite frankly, deserve hot takes. Let's start, of course, with WrestleMania SmackDown, which we could argue was the pre-show to WrestleMania, and I'll talk about why that's the case in just a few minutes. But ratings for SmackDown, SmackDown drew in 2.08 million viewers, which is up by about 44,000 viewers from last week. And so that's pretty neat to know. Of course, this time last year, it drew in 2.3 million viewers, different days, different times. I get it, I understand. With that said, I will also say that the WrestleMania SmackDown show, to some degree, we all kind of knew coming into it that it wasn't going to drastically impact WrestleMania in any sort of way. Yes, there was a SmackDown tag team title match that was happening, but again, none of those guys ended up on the actual WrestleMania show. There was the over-the-top rope Andre the Giant Battle Royal won by Jey Uso. That made sense. The SmackDown tag team titles remain with the Dirty Dogs. That makes sense. What I will say perhaps was the best part of SmackDown were these three singular interviews slash promos with the competitors and the contestants for the main event of night two. I have to say this, one of the things that WWE has done super well was tell the story of Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. Outside of the Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks match, it was the one match that I absolutely wanted to see. 
I could not tell who was going to win the match in terms of promos. I certainly couldn't tell who was going to win the match during the match as you could make a legit case for any of those guys to have walked out with the Universal Championship. Honestly, that's why we like this stuff. When you can't predict what's going on, and certainly in this new era where it is easy and desirable to predict, in fact, most of us actually love predicting and predicting correctly more than we do actually watching the product, which is another story for another time. The point of it is very simply that you couldn't tell what was going to happen. Three amazing competitors, all of whom could have been Universal Champion. Their promos were phenomenal on WrestleMania SmackDown. So if you haven't seen that, it's worth going to YouTube. It's even worth going on demand to check out. With that said, let's get down with the get down to WrestleMania. So if you haven't seen it, there are some spoilers that are coming. So if you don't want the spoilers, go ahead and press pause. Though, if you have been on social media at all, you're pretty aware of some of the spoilers. If not, so be it. Now then to WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. So let's start with day one. And because of the length of this podcast, I won't necessarily go into all of the results, but I'll try to hit some highlights for you and some moments that really were takeaways for me. One of them was, of course the opening of the show. The moment to see 25,000 WWE fans back at WrestleMania. And here's how you know it's a big deal. Vince McMahon, under any other circumstance, would consider 25,000 fans a failure. Understand this. He's looking at arenas. He lo- he's looking at stadiums, you know, and packing that. And one of the big WrestleMania moments is always the announcement of the crowd. What record did we break? Let's go back to WrestleMania three, of course, when we're talking about ninety three thousand one hundred and seventy three people creating a world indoor attendance record at the Pontiac Silverdome. You can look at a number of other places where they created records for those facilities. And so not even having that number mentioned was a moment. But the bigger moment was having the fans back. The moment when Vince McMahon opens WrestleMania with all of the superstars spread throughout the stage, socially distanced. You know, it was just a special moment. And it's one of those things where you realize I didn't know how much I missed it until I saw it. Now, let's be clear. I think we were all pretty clear that the WWE product, certainly in the performance center with no audience, was difficult to watch. When we got the Thunderdome, that made a difference. But again, you look at the pumped in crowd noise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which I understand. But having fans back, was massive it was huge and it made all the difference and you could tell that everybody who hit the ring was impacted they all took that moment whether it was on the stage or in the ring to kind of really just breathe it in even the folks who were heels you know who were getting booed they loved the idea that they were getting booed they loved the idea that they could do something and get an immediate response and the crowd was amazing even with the rain delay, right? So there you have history. It's the first time ever that there's been a rain delay in the history of WrestleMania. In my personal opinion, I think A, WWE handled it well. 
They were forced to do things on the fly and they made them work. The second part of it is I think from here on in, outdoor arenas that don't have the ability to have a retractable roof, I don't think they'll be considered for future WrestleManias. We already know the next two WrestleManias, both of them are in locations that have retractable roofs, whether that is the AT&T Stadium for 2022 or the SoFi Stadium for 2023 in LA. So we know that, and I think as Vince pursues additional spaces to host WrestleMania, that will be considered. It was the first WrestleMania on Peacock, and I thought Peacock did a great, great job. We also got to see a really cool pre-show afterwards on both nights. Shout out to the WWE team for making that happen as well. In terms of in-ring action, I thought everybody was on point, and I thought it was really challenging because not only did you have fans back for the first time, but there's still some question in terms of how wet the ring was. You know, we saw some folks slip and fall. We saw some, you know, I think we're a lot more understanding of it, though, simply because it's WrestleMania in a pandemic. So shout out to them. Now, what we don't know is exactly how socially distanced things were when you look optically it didn't look like they were but I've heard reports from people who were actually there that said that there was social distancing involved on the floor certainly there were cutouts that were used throughout the space as well to make it all look great uh, certainly on TV and things of that nature so it'll be interesting to see obviously I hope that no cases of COVID come out of this we'll only find out obviously in the days and weeks ahead but Overall, having an audience back automatically enhances the product. And certainly night one was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Bobby Lashley retaining the WWE Championship. That's a hot take in and of itself. And so I'm going to save my energy for that. So you're going to have to wait for the hot take. But I promise it's going to be a big, big hot take. Got to congratulate Natalia and Tamina. I thought seeing them win that tag team turmoil match was a great statement. And then let me just step back because I said I wasn't going to go through all the results. Here's one of the overarching moments that I thought was amazing for WrestleMania. It felt like what they were doing was they were going to finally put their money on the future and not the past let me also say it this way i feel like they put their money on the future while paying homage to the past let me explain what i mean giving natalia and tamina a moment to actually get to battle for the women's tag team championship was significant tamina has not had a real wrestlemania moment she was involved in the tag team title match a couple of years ago where she teamed with Nia Jax. But at that point, Nia was working with very bad knees. And after that match, Nia would be gone for the next year. So there really wasn't the opportunity for Tamina to actually hold the championship. Her and Natalia are veterans, and it's super cool to see these veterans get their space. It's amazing to see Cesaro get his first win as a singles competitor. And I think, one of, again, one of the overarching themes of the night is creating moments for people. Whether that was Seth Rollins being willing to, to dance with Cesaro in this manner. Whether it was Asuka being willing to dance in that moment with Rhea Ripley. Of course, the moment of Sasha Banks being able to do what she did with Bianca Belair. Incredible moment. And I think at this stage of the game, to watch people say, hey, listen, either I've had a moment or I've not had the moment I want, but your moment is more important. 
I thought that was amazing. I thought that was absolutely incredible. Let's also note this, that this is the WrestleMania that has seen, number one, the most women's matches happen. Number two, it's the WrestleMania that saw more female stars made, and it was done without Charlotte Flair, without Becky Lynch. I think it's huge, and I think now we can start having the conversations that we need to have about the greatness of Sasha Banks, about the greatness of Asuka, because Asuka versus Rhea Ripley was an amazing match. It was a strong style kind of match that I just think was incredible for both superstars, and it really really honed in on who they are. It was great. Uh, It wasn't watered down at all. I also think I'm going to save my commentary about Bianca and Sasha for a hot take. So you already have two hot takes concerning WrestleMania to look forward to. With that said, Bad Bunny, who deserves his own hot take, and he's going to get his own hot take. So that's three hot takes, right? Bad Bunny may have given us the single greatest celebrity performance in WrestleMania history. Honestly, I can't think of another outside performer that came into WrestleMania and did what Bad Bunny did. Can't think of it. You know, you think about when this first happened, when I say this, I mean the appearance of celebrities inside of a ring. It reminds me of my least favorite WrestleMania, WrestleMania 11, where Lawrence Taylor battled Bam Bam Bigelow in the main event of WrestleMania. It was not a good move. LT was all right, but it was clear he was winded. He was trying to find his way. And so I think our expectation over the years of celebrities coming in to the wrestling arena, whether that's WWE, AEW, WCW, the expectation has been low and understandably so. So to see the length at which Bad Bunny went through to be trained, to be trained well, And he took the bulk of the punishment and he spent the bulk of the time in the ring. It was amazing, guys. It was absolutely amazing. And again, I'll share some other thoughts on that. So you already have three hot takes coming out of WrestleMania just night one. Pretty amazing stuff. Let's also talk about the movement of The Fiend. I wondered how The Fiend and Randy Orton would be handled. Would this be... A cinematic match it would make sense if it was it would be in alignment with who the fiend is and all the crazy things that they could do the decision to do a live match was very interesting they brought back the red light which I knew a lot of people wasn't necessarily a fan of but to watch that initial promo to see the transfer of the fiend as the burnt character to really being Uh, revitalized was amazing the entrance was incredible and really thinking about it the story that's being told right now between Alexa Bliss and The Fiend is amazing nobody really lost in that scenario even though Randy Orton got the pin The Fiend didn't lose because now we want to figure out what's happening between The Fiend and Alexa Bliss crazy nuts amazing So shout out to them for that. Let me also go here and say this. Sheamus getting a big moment with Riddle, fantastic. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn getting their moment 
amazing. Lots of new champions crowned. Of course, we have a new Intercontinental Champion in Apollo Crews, a new Raw Women's Champion in Rhea Ripley, a new SmackDown Women's Champion in Bianca Belair, new Raw Tag Team Champions with AJ Styles and Omos. Lots of new But it's amazing to see who sits at the head of the respective tables. On Raw, it's still Bobby Lashley. On SmackDown, it's still Roman Reigns. And I'm going to close talking about this piece. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Edge. What a match. You didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know who was going to walk away as champion. A case could have been made for all of them. They gave us an incredible match. And I do mean an incredible match. It was nonstop action, incredible drama. I absolutely loved it. And perhaps what I love even more is just the stories and the statements that were made at this WrestleMania. It feels as though there was a clear understanding that we've missed the fans. And so it's time to give the fans what makes sense and what the fans want. So I know there are some people who are just like, oh my God, this WrestleMania was horrible. Let me also say this. This will not be our only conversation about WrestleMania. We'll be unpacking WrestleMania all week long. So be on the lookout for our content connected to that. But I will say this. Absolutely, it's going down as one of the best WrestleManias of all time. Given the circumstances that we're in, the stories that were told, it was amazing action from start to finish, no sleeper matches, and the decision to make WrestleMania a two-day event was great, and here's why. Because, think back to WrestleMania 35, how Kofi's moment really should have ended the night, but it couldn't because you needed to have the women's main event end the night. If that was brought over two mo- if that was brought over two nights, we would have been able to separately celebrate the Kofi moment going off the air, separately celebrate the women's moment going off the air. The move to a two-day event was phenomenal. You give the matches time to breathe. Nobody has to have a 20-second match. Everybody gets the opportunity to apply their craft. And as fans, we're not overdone because that entire card could not have happened in one night. Somebody would have been cut off. Somebody's feelings would have been hurt. And our attention spans would not have allowed it. So we get two three-and-a-half-hour nights instead of one seven-hour night. Who doesn't see the value in that? I know Courtney Beard was spitting all over it last week, but maybe this week he'll come back and acknowledge that indeed a two-day WrestleMania was the right thing to do. So, yes, we'll have more WrestleMania content coming this week because there's a lot to unpack, but I want to say thank you, WWE. Thank you, Vince McMahon. I know we can be hard on you, but you've given us something that we really, really enjoyed, that we really needed. It was a WrestleMania for the ages, and it was an event worthy of the name. I want to get your thoughts on this year's WrestleMania. Again, we've got more content coming, so be on the lookout for it. Hit us up on the socials at The Faction Show. Definitely want to hear from you. And if you're a fan who attended WrestleMania, reach out to us as well. We want to get some of your input. I know we have one, at least one, Kristen Dukes on our Facebook page who uh, commented on some of the things that he witnessed live in night one. Haven't had a chance to talk about night two with him yet, but certainly I want to welcome any of you who were at WrestleMania to reach out to us. We would love to hear and share your perspective on being at WrestleMania Live. All right, guys, again, it's a full week of content, so stay connected to the socials because that's where you're gonna find out what we're doing, what we have to say, 
and always and as always we've got some surprises for you so be on the lookout for that and until next time it's your man gb representing for my good brothers courtney beard brandon clack and the fourth horseman john murray collectively we are the faction Have a good day.